0: Thank you so much for joining me for episode 74 of the Adventure Games Podcast. I hope everyone is well. In just a little bit, we will be hearing from Thomas and Laura, as we will be previewing Willy Morgan. We will be also reviewing The Almost Gone, Desperados 3, and The Last of Us Part 2. But before we get to those reviews, I wanted to talk about two games that I have played uh very briefly so firstly saint kotar has been successfully funded on kickstarter you may have heard my interview a few weeks ago the developer marco and so huge congratulations to them and not only have they been successfully funded but they've reached some stretch goals including full voice acting so that is great to see great to hear and I look forward to trying out the full game when it's released. But in the meantime, they released a free prologue to Saint Kotar, Saint Kotar the Yellow Mask. And I had a chance to play that game. And so, very quickly, here are my thoughts on the game. So, in this game, you play as two characters. You play as Benedict Donani and Nikolai Kaliakin. And they have been sent to the small rural town of Zvetai Kotar in the mountains in Croatia. And so this prologue took me about two hours to complete. And you find out that Benedict's sister, who's also the wife of Nikolai, that she has you really gone missing. And so your main objective is to investigate and find out what happened to her. So you do this by uh by exploring the town and speaking to some of the characters to try and find out what happened. So I think one of the things that this game does really well is it nails the atmosphere. So it's very creepy, very eerie. And the graphics, the the backgrounds look beautiful. And it it, it has a Gabriel Knight and Black Mirror vibe to it and Silent Hill. There is fog in the game as well. So it has really great creepy atmosphere which is what the developers were going for and I was always interested in finding out what happened to the sister and finding out more about this town it's uh, a fascinating setting it's not a real place as Marco mentioned but it is based on different real areas and um, so I was really really uh, wanting to know what would happen next So now I do have to say that the story, it can be a bit confusing from the beginning because it starts in a nightmare and without much context. And now, of course, this is not necessarily a bad thing because this Golisium also starts kind of very confusingly and they did that magnificently. But here in this case, I I believe personally, maybe it would have been better if even just There had been a few lines, one or two lines at the very beginning. Uh just setting the scene and saying why they're there and uh just just one, two, or three lines just to help bring us up to speed with what's happening. Um also the the dialogue I think needs a little bit of work as well. Um it's it didn't flow hugely naturally for me at times, so now I said For the most part, it was fine, but a lot of times the dialogue didn't really go anywhere. So my advice to developers would be to maybe try and consult with a narrative designer such as Steve Ince, who I spoke with a few weeks ago, or anyone else who's been experienced in uh, designing narrative in games. Uh, just to try and make the story and the dialogue flow better for the full game. As I said, it's not bad per se, but it just—I just think that there still needs to be a little bit more work done to make it flow better. It is still a bit slow-paced. Uh, the developers, interestingly, one of the videos or one of the interviews, one of the Q and A's that they did, said that they have already made changes based on feedback. So um, th- they are working on the game. They are uh, working based on making changes based on feedback. So that's one of the things that i would mention as well uh, the the voice acting i uh, was pretty good uh, as marco mentioned mark uh, happy anderson provided the voice of one of the characters so um at times it was a little bit overacted and i don't know if this was maybe to do to writing as well but um i think at, at times maybe the Mitra should be less overacting uh, but overall it was good Um, I would also say that I did find some pixel hunting at times, so maybe Hotspot Indicator would be nice for the full game. And regarding the puzzles, there aren't really puzzles in the prologue. Now, developers have said that in the full game that there will be choices that the player will have to make, but in the prologue at least, you basically just explore the town and talk to characters, and there aren't really choices you make in the prologue itself, but... As I said, it's um, not necessarily bad, but don't expect any real puzzles in the prologue itself. And the music was really good. Music was very eerie, very creepy as well, very suitable for what they were going for. And um, so, as I said, this is not representative of the full game or the full final version of what the game will be like when it's released, I believe, sometime next year. Uh, So developers are still working on it. They have now got the funding, so... I am sure that they will work, and I am sure that they will make the improvements necessary to make this a really good game. Um, but yeah, I was still, as I said, I still I still enjoyed it, really so we liked it, but I still needs some work to to kind of really improve it and really make this a great game. Uh, so here's hoping that they can make it great in uh, when it's released sometime in 2021, I believe, so... We will have more news when we get it about this game. So that is St. Kotar the Yellow Mask. Which is a free prologue. Which is available to download for free on Steam. And I believe it's set to come out in GOG as well. Uh, so you can check it out if you if you wish. Um, now the next game that I played was Into a Dream. Now you may have heard my interview with Felipe F. Thomas. Who's the developer of this game. And... It's very important subject matter, at least. Uh, this is a game which is about depression and uh, how to deal with it. Um, so I had a chance to play the game. And so uh, it's one of the strongest elements of this game is definitely the writing and the story. So as Felipe mentioned, you don't play as the person who has depression, but instead you play as Dr. John Stevens. So you wake up in a strange place with no recollection of where you are or how you got there. Uh, Very quickly, however, you hear a recording from two other doctors who tell you that you agree to go into the dreams of a patient named Luke Williams who is suffering from severe depression. So your objective is to find out the cause of this depression, what happened to him, and find a way to help him before he fades away. Now it's to the developers enormous credit that this game never gets too bleak and it remains accessible throughout the game to everyone. So the subject matter is also handled extremely sensitively. None of the characters are ever judged and the depictions of what issues the characters face and how to face them are very realistic. And the story itself is told as a mystery and remains engaging throughout the game. So you want to find out what happened to Luke Willard throughout the game. And the dialogue flows very naturally very realistic and it's obvious the developer has some writing experience and the story kept me interested all the way through and now during the game you will get to know luke and his family as well as other people close to him such as his business partner an interesting thing is when we first meet luke things seem to be going very well for him so he's a founder of a successful company dealing with renewable energy and he's a loving wife and daughter So early on, you realize you will need to trick Luke to allow you to enter more dreams and memories to get closer to finding the truth. To do this, you will need to complete certain objectives, such as finding the family's dog in the woods or turning on lights in a lighthouse to provide inspiration for his wife, who is writing a book. And in another example, you need to use the environment around you to find a key which is out of reach. And another time, you also need to get the heat of water just right. Uh, There was one moment where I got stuck due to some minor pixel hunting. But overall, I don't think players should have much trouble with the puzzles. Now, while the puzzles were never too challenging, they were also fun and never frustrating. And they always fit into the story very well. And they're never out of place or they never felt like arbitrary obstacles. As for the graphics, well, as you can probably see from screenshots if you take a look, the art style is gorgeous to look at. The characters are shaped as shadows, similar to the game Limbo. The use of colours is also used to serve the story. So at the start, the backgrounds are bright and colourful, which emphasises this is more of a positive dream. However, the colours become darker the more the game goes on and the closer we get to finding the truth. And of course, you can hear more about this in my interview with Felipe. Uh, who spoke in more detail about the use of colors in the game. Uh, So the game is a side-scroller, which I played as a gamepad. There are a few minor platforming elements, but nothing too challenging for the dexterity challenge, such as myself. Uh, Thankfully, if you do miss a jump, you were brought back to immediately before it happened, so it never becomes frustrating. And the sound is also of an extremely high quality. So Felipe himself composed the music, and the main theme is on a par with To The Moon, for example, I would believe. Um, The melody is played by piano, and it's beautiful to listen to, and the rest of the soundtrack is just as beautiful. The changes in tone from peaceful to dramatic are done extremely effectively, with appropriately soothing or tense music and sound effects throughout, depending on the scene. The voice acting is also really professional, particularly the voices of the two main characters. So these voice actors, they really pull off the emotional scenes and the game wouldn't work half as well without them. And the rest of the voice cast also do an excellent job portraying their characters. And this is especially uh, great, especially uh, considering that all the voice actors were basically volunteers. So they weren't getting paid anything to do this and yet they were still really, really good. Now, the game took me about four hours to complete but the length for this game, I felt, was just perfect. It never felt too long or too short. The subject matter is important, but it also works as a game. So the story is one of the strongest I've come across in any adventure game I've played this year. It has some really fascinating, in-depth characters who we are constantly rooting for. We want to, we really want to help Luke find out what happened to him. And even when they make, shall we say, bad choices in the game, we never really go against them. We want to help them. The game also looks incredible, as I mentioned, and its art style and colours help tell the story really effectively. And as I mentioned as well, the music is enchanting and beautiful with some very high quality voice acting. So all of this ensures that this is one of the best and most emotional games of the year. And it's a game that will stay in your memory long after playing it, as I still think about it, even about a week or two after having completed it. So that is into a dream it is out on july 30th on steam and i would definitely recommend that people check the game out it's one of my favorite games of this year we're having an incredible month with beyond a steel sky and now this into a dream so i definitely recommend that people check it out on steam and so now here are thomas
1: and laura so, you guys ready, then? Are we ever really ready? Is someone truly... Yes,
0: we're ready. We're ready. I mean, I, I was born ready, so... Uh, blah, 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 blah. So, we can start then. So, I am joined again by Thomas and Laura. We're back. It's been a few weeks that uh we haven't got together, but I mean, we're still working and playing hard because um we were still we were playing long games i think that's the main reason why we didn't get a chance to get together uh which okay, we'll yeah. talk about some of them now and uh i've been busy as well so i've uh, played beyond the steel sky I uploaded my review for that i celebrating 30 years of revolution so in case you haven't heard those interviews you can hear my interviews with tony warner charles cecil steve ince and rolf saxon which you can also watch on youtube if you so wish and um he's but all of them really, really nice people. So it was great to talk to to I suppose you can call them heroes or at least people that we all admire. <laughs> um so how are you guys before we start? How are you guys since the last time we spoke? Yes, good. All right, doing well? That's good. Did you did he miss me? Oh.
2: Yes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, thank you, Laura. Uh, mm. I, I think Thomas is... Uh, <laughs> no, you were, you were quite happy the last few weeks without uh, talk, talking to us, Thomas. You didn't miss us?
1: Oh, uh, of course, of course. Yeah. But uh, it was time well spent because, as you were saying, we are playing some pretty big games at the moment, so uh, yeah. then Then occasionally you have to switch the schedule a bit, so you have something to yeah, talk about, exactly to give us time because we've
0: we've been playing some uh, long games. <laughs> yeah. um, so as I said, I just finished Beyond Steel Sky. You can listen to my review, which I already uploaded, which I quite liked, and uh, you may have uh, you may also heard my uh, review of Into a Dream. So last week, uh, I uh, by the time this episode goes out, I will have spoken to Felipe F. Thomas. Uh, The developer of Into a Dream, and again, an amazing game that he made. uh, And I was actually thinking, the next game that I play after Beyond the Steel Sky, I'm going to feel a bit sorry for the developers because there's no way it can compare. Well, Into a Dream, it's very different, but it does. And it's, it's really, really good that I'd recommend that people check out. But um, anyway, we're going to talk about other games where we're talking different kinds of types of games, maybe not necessarily fully adventure, but still have strong focus on narrative. Um, but I suppose, where shall we begin? So, uh, Laura, you, uh, you finished a game that Thomas and I played, correct?
2: That's right. Yeah, I finished. I just copy you guys, you see. I I just wait until you've played them and then I just play along. Uh, Yeah, I finished The Hand of Glory, which obviously you reviewed last time, which I am also reviewing for Adventure Gamers, so that review should come out at some point uh, in the near future. Um, But I I would say I basically kind of mainly agree with you guys. I thought it was a really fun, sort of very traditional point-and-click adventure, um, cool cast of characters. Obviously, you if you didn't catch last um, episode when we discussed this, it's basically you follow Lazarus Bundy, this uh, detective who's sort of fallen from grace. Uh, He's failed to catch this serial killer and now he kind of wants to redeem himself by taking on another case secretly. And you are basically trying to find out what's happened to this girl who's been kidnapped. Um, And it's very sort of traditional point and click fare, but it's got some sort of new or kind of more tense bits as well um there's a lot of tense games that we're talking about this time and this ah. has some tension in that you can die um so i enjoyed that bit quite quite a lot because even though you can die it's like two a few seconds before you die you get um respawn so it's nothing too um dangerous if you do die but i enjoyed that that kind oh. of changed
1: it's- the pace a little bit yeah because We're not used to that anymore. No, I know. So So it was was kind of like, oh, God, yeah,
2: (laughs) I agree. And I was like, oh, no. But then it was like, oh, you just respawn a few seconds before. So that was fine. So I really enjoyed that. I enjoyed sort of the cast of characters. I agree with you when you were talking about the hint system. There's that draws puzzle where I was like, oh, my God, literally what is going on here? There were so many levels you had to, like, jump through to understand what they wanted you to do and I got some of it but I was still a bit like I don't quite understand so I think in the next because obviously there's a part two um as we mentioned last time um which did obviously does mean it ends on a bit of a cliffhanger so things aren't tied up as neatly as you would expect normally at the end of a game but I was still intrigued to see what would happen and hopefully in the next one either there's a bit more communication with some of the puzzles or, or there's a hint system and I think that would make it an even better game but all in all a uh, really fun little sort of traditional point and click adventure you know people are saying still adventure games are dead but here is a adventure game that's very traditional and dares to even have a part two um hmm. and in 2020 so there you go clearly they aren't because um this one is uh, it's like still really good fun and very enjoyable. And I thought, uh, and, and to be honest, I I did enjoy most of the puzzles. It, it was just perhaps one or two that were a bit more obscure.
0: Yeah, that was the thing about the game. For the most part, I think the puzzles are logical, really well paced. Yeah, that. But there's was just those one or two, maybe yeah. three puzzles that just come from out of nowhere. Really, that it's like, wait, wait what do you want me to do here? Yeah. Those sections really bring the game kind of to a halt. And I think it's interesting because the three of us were stuck at the exact same puzzles.
2: Yeah. So I I... think
0: that tells us more the puzzles than hopefully us. Maybe just. (laughs) I I was told as well that other people had issues with maybe the two puzzles, the bingo puzzle and the drawer puzzle. Yeah. Um, And I know myself and Thomas had issues with the chess puzzle, but I think that that was better telegraphed.
2: I thought um, that was because likely, there were some yeah. there were more hints. I, I actually yes. quite enjoyed that one. I found
0: that. I, I, like cool. yeah. Yeah.
1: I, I prefer I prefer that to the other two, I'll be honest. Yeah. But the chess um, puzzle was a, a good example of me overthinking it again.
0: Right. And me too yeah. as well. I kept going to the wrong place. I'd like then I figured out where it would start. And then I was going like I figured out what the colours and then the place so I was trying yeah. to figure out where to put the, the piece, but I like that you don't have to understand chess. And then with the drawers music puzzle, you don't have to understand music, although it could be better telegraphed. Oh, um, definitely, but.
2: <laughs> but you know, or all, all, I think but that that sure, was the yeah. only issues uh, that I, I had with it, sure, and, yeah. and and obviously because of it being part one, you are kind of left being a bit like, oh, okay, we we don't at any sort of uh you know conclusions or anything it's it's still all left so i I was still a bit like wait but what what's going on so but that's the nature of a game being split in two so hopefully part two draws that all together and it has some more fun puzzles and fewer obscure puzzles
0: yeah i think um initially there were there weren't going to split it two parts yeah, but then, i got that feeling yeah <laughs> now what, what the developers mentioned to the kickstarter backers is that they they decided to do it to say not for any uh funding issues i mean that's what they said they said is because that it ends on such a cliffhanger that they wanted us to process it that they didn't want us to go straight to the next scene after that revelation so
1: yeah, it's the it's not it's the it, revelation that. Uh... Yeah,
0: I mean, I'd, I've already mentioned that I would have preferred not maybe telegraph, but maybe to kind of build up a little tiny bit to it because it did come from nowhere. I felt it really
2: did. Yeah, it was very much like, <laughs> and, oh, okay, because there were no of- hints.
0: No, and it changes the tone and everything of, of the yeah. game. So. And then it kind
2: of ends and you're a bit yeah. like, oh, OK, that's that's what I mean. It was, there was a bit like there's this whole revelation and then it ends. And at least there is another scene because w- w- when it ended and it hit the credits, yeah. I was like, oh, and then there is another scene. So it's a bit more yeah. hope- hopeful and upbeat. But, so. but there will be a part two. Yes, so, they're saying sort of September, I think, or later this I, year. I
1: believe so, yeah. Yeah. Um, well, that's pretty so, quickly already. We're already almost half. Uh, at, I know. End <laughs> of July. <laughs> <life, laughs>
0: so
1: before, uh, uh, before we uh, know we'll it, see. we're going to be making our best of lists for the year. Oh, know, my gosh. Don't
2: say that. Where's this year gone?
1: <laughs> oh, I think this, year's <sighs> this year is probably This year can up.
2: go quicker. Can it go a bit
0: quicker? <laughs> yeah. Oh, dear. <laughs> yeah, we still have five months. Oh, but... mm,
1: gosh. <laughs> Well, at least we uh, we have something to talk about. There are plenty of podcasts who can't say anything, you know? Sport, that's true. <laughs> movies, no, no, TV, we, they can't we, say we, anything. Because I know
0: that uh, the developers of The Hand of Glory, they're based in Italy, so they have been affected quite a lot oh, by gosh, COVID. Yeah. And they had to delay the release of the game, but uh, they still were able to release the game and it's quite a good game. So Yeah, definitely. Um, so yeah, so that is The Hand of Glory. That's the third time we reviewed it. I think that's because I <laughs> had Heaven Vault and Disco Elysium that we're talking about every episode. I speaking can't speaking of you- the- Disco. No! <laughs> I still have not because I've had to play other games as well. Oh, no, just <laughs> make I'm the hoping, time. Go make I'm the hoping, time. I'm hoping to, to make the time because even though I'm working now from home, it's, it's still difficult to try and get the time to do the podcast and... Get the time to play everything you want to play I know, but, uh, I, know. No, I, I, I will get there because now I'm getting through The other games that I needed to play So hopefully by next week I'll be able to get back to disco Because I am really enjoying it But it's so long <laughs> It is very long <laughs> speaking of long games we'll be talking about a long game later on
2: <laughs> can we say the title because we've kept keeped, al- kept alluding to it at the beginning of this I, podcast it, like, it'll, it'll probably be an episode game?
0: title uh, anyway yeah okay. we talked about uh, The Last of Us Part 2 yeah lots of part 2s um,
2: and part 1s in this
0: yes <laughs> <laughs> and uh no we'll be talking about that game later there's a lot which will be non-spoiler non-spoiler we'll be hopefully doing a spoiler discussion with our friends or at least with thomas's friends from the gaming outsider later on uh once thomas finishes the game but um but okay so the next game laura you played another game that you mentioned that uh um I forgot the name, actually. It's Could you called it The
2: Outcast Lovers, and it is another short by Far Few Giants. We mentioned a while ago another one. They're doing this monthly, I think, and it's basically – uh, f- a short free games that they're uh, giving away every month. It's only ten minutes. This game, uh, "The Outcast Lovers." They did uh, the Night Fisherman before, and this is a similar vein in terms of it touches on kind of uh, themes of immigration and sort of timely politics um, and kind of similar. Um, I would say animation and, and graphics in terms of quite sort of minimalist. Uh, style that they seem to go for and it's basically just the premise that you are this couple you accidentally run over a child who turns out to have just arrived in the country they've washed up on the shore and you accidentally run the child over and the the premise is just what do you do with a child and it's you having a discussion with your partner um and just you are clearly more kind of you are both quite left-leaning and there's this group that um seems to like uh be involved i can't remember if it's the same group that was mentioned in the night fisherman but it's the english uh protection group or this kind of immigration vigilante group um and it's just what you do whether you turn the child in or how what implications that would have for you uh, if you kept the child and it's just some very quick little game but it you know it, it does a lot in that amount of time, which I think we said about The Night Fisherman as well. So, again, interesting themes, interesting discussion, and I played it more than once because uh, there are, you know, different endings, um, and it's it's just worth a, a look at. You can get it on itch.io. I think it's coming out on Steam in about a week's time. Mm. Um, and, again, it's just another powerful game with a lot to say in a very short space of time. So I think it's worth, especially in these kind of times, just maybe having having a quick look at it
0: yeah no i mean i, I love the night fisherman and uh because it was very short but it says a lot in that time yeah. um and it, it's a game that stays with you so when i found out that they're making a i think it's a sequel they said their continuation the story i was like oh i'm here for it is mm-hmm. is it free as well they're making it, f- it free, free.
2: and i got it on itch.io and you can i mean i gave them some money but you you can mm-hmm get it for free um and it looks like they'll be doing one of these for every for every every month for a year i think so it'll be yeah, interesting it feels like it, <laughs> yeah i know um you know it's interesting it kind of feels like it's a it's a sort of very well told short story and then they've thought about ways of implementing that into more of a game world really that's kind of the feeling i get with the way they're doing this because there's very there's not a huge amount of control you can control the camera. You can choose dialogue options but the rest is all about the story really so i'll be interested to see where they go and if it's staying along this kind of immigration theme or if it if it maybe we'll see some of these characters again and later um shorts but i would definitely say you know it's it's in all these long games that we're playing this is literally a 10 minute game and it's it's a very thought-provoking one so <laughs> thomas is laughing <laughs> because we're so used to long games now it's it's weird to have a ten-minute one, but um, yeah. But that's why that's why it's good because it still makes you think even after any ten
0: minutes. So it's worth a, a quick look. It, it, it is great when you see a game that's ten minutes, and it's like <laughs> I kind sort of feel like celebrates, like oh, thank God, I can play this in ten minutes while I'm yeah, cooking my dinner. <laughs> I know, I know. Um, but um, but okay, yeah. So that's a recommendation. As I said, I still have to play this myself, but I love the first game. And especially in these times, I mean, I don't want to give too much too much away either about the first game, but definitely I think it's worth playing. Um, it, it'll definitely stay in your mind um, that it could be taken straight from the headlines, unfortunately. Um, but yeah, so what's the name of that game again? Sorry,
2: that is called The Outcast Lovers, and it's on itch.io now, and I think it will be shortly available on Steam.
0: Perfect. Uh, so thank. Thank you, Laura. So, okay. So, uh, Thomas, I believe you've played speaking two games. Speaking of long games, you played one. Was it set in the Wild West?
1: Yeah. Later? Well, the 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 first game. Well, I'm actually still playing it, but I took oh. a short break from it. Uh, it's called Desperados Three. It is a, a strategy game, um, like sort of a real time strategy game, but. Um, also with a very good story and you play uh, Cooper who is a bounty hunter and he is looking for a guy named Frank and uh, along the way you pick up a few companions and uh, you they all have their uh, their all their own skills and you control these these guys and you, you just tell them what to do and uh, you have to uh, optimize the use of their skills. So you get dropped into a mission. And the mission, for instance, is get from this end of the... uh, uh, The the first mission is a train crash. And in order to escape, you have to blow up the dynamite uh, that the the, the bandits are using at the end of the train so you can escape. And this is where you meet your first companion, uh, uh, Doc McCoy who is a sharpshooter and uh, you have to get uh, from one end to the other without any of your characters dying and preferably without raising an alarm. Because if you, if if an alarm is raised more uh, bad guys come out and uh, makes it very much harder. So there's a a lot of stealth element in there. Like Cooper has the option of, um, uh, killing someone with a knife, either from a distance or uh, up close, which is a silent kill, and then he can—he has to hide the body because if the if these guys are all walking around and if they see a body of someone that is not knocked out but uh, dead, then the alarm is raised. And you have certain areas where you can hide. Uh, and Doc has, for instance, has a bag that he can use as a lure. So one, uh, and you can see the view cones of the bad guys. So you can um, you have to try to stay out of sight. You have to surf the, the cones in some ways, or you can use those cones. For instance, to to uh, take Doc McCoy's bag, throw it somewhere, and lure the guard towards you, and then Cooper can kill him with the knife and quickly pick up and hide the body. And you do this um, mission by mission, and you pick up uh, some new characters along the way. Uh, I have, now, um, I have now completed the first two chapters, and each chapter consists of six missions. And each chapter also has a small uh yeah, sort of sort of a prologue in front of it, where you go uh back and see more of the history between Cooper and Frank. Um that has something to do with Cooper's dad. And some of these missions are are huge, are are really big and quite daunting if you if you're at the beginning of it and you're just like okay you, you need to go there which is obviously on the other side of the map uh
2: can you can you like save as you go along or not, yes you,
1: drive, you are to... constantly saving constantly okay, saving. Thank you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> F, the f5 is the quick save button and that is your that is your best friend if you don't okay. save you are you are fucked. although there is also a challenge in which you complete the missions without saving I have no clue how to do it. I'm playing at the easiest level because uh, it's been quite a while since I uh, played a game like this, and I have to load a ton. And the fun part is because it's impossible to uh, do everything clicking because you have multiple characters. And sometimes you need to take out multiple people or do multiple actions at once. So what you do then is you press Shift, and you give commands to your people. You make sure they are all in 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 the correct position, and then when you press enter, they execute the commands that you gave them. For instance, there was this uh, mission where I had three bad guys who were on roofs, and I had to take them out; otherwise, I couldn't proceed. So I uh, positioned my uh, th- my three guys. I had four. I only I needed three for this uh, for this thing. Uh, one to seduce uh, one of the bandits so he would look the other way. And then the two uh, two guys who would kill and uh, quickly pick up the body and dispose of the body so it wouldn't get discovered. So I gave them their orders. I pressed enter and it went horribly wrong. And then I, I was like, "Oh wait, she needs to seduce that one, so that other one doesn't see this." So you're—it's basically more, like, almost more like a puzzle game. You're constantly thinking, "How can I solve this uh, this puzzle? How can I solve?" This? Obviously, you can go in guns blazing. But uh, that would you're making it very hard on yourself because uh, there are a ton of bad guys, and I find um, it a, a bigger challenge and a bigger satisfaction to finish this without having f- almost having fired a shot, with the exception of sniping, because sniping is actually quite fun. So, uh, and and then you uh, you get to the end of the of the mission, you get a bit of a story. There's some some banter between the characters. Um, and then uh, you continue to the next part. And I f- so I finished chapters one and two. I think there is, uh, chapter three is the final chapter, uh, will also consist of six missions. I've played it for uh, 35 hours now.
2: Wow. Wow, okay.
1: (laughs) Speaking of long games. But that's also also because of me. I take my time. You have Mm -hmm. to be patient with this game. Sometimes you have to wait for several minutes for the exact Mm -hmm. right moment to take someone out because they have these patterns that they walk, uh, but you have to sometimes just be at the exact right moment that no guard can see you take out a particular person. And that takes patience, and that takes a try and try and try again. Uh, I've had missions where I sometimes had to reload the same situation ten times because I kept messing it up, and that was that was totally on me because I did something wrong or I wasn't fast enough. Or did you? Fi- sorry, did you find that frustrating? How did you find that? Um, yes, I but, would find that very frustrating. <laughs> yes, but not in a bad way because the uh, once you once it works, once you got it and your plan succeeded, it's an enormous thrill. Right. So there's a high-risk, high-reward kind of uh, thing going on. I am really, really, really digging this game. I'm having a blast with it. Yeah. Um,
2: it does sound. I I'm quite into that sort of strategy thing as well. So I'm. There used to be a, a free to play game called World Domination, which I used to enjoy a lot.
0: Uh, that doesn't surprise me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm dominating the world. You just bribe different states,
2: and then like you'd like knife them in the back and then you'd like blow them up it was great i loved it <laughs> but um yeah i so that's i've not played the others though is it worth do you think playing one and two or is it enough to
1: get into three? Oh, for the story you don't have to uh okay. i think it's a self it's a self-contained story i, I played one and two years ago li- literally maybe 20 years ago because these games were quite old um I, I i'd have to look i think these are from the late 90s the original uh okay, one and, yeah. and the second one i remember finishing the first one i don't remember finishing the second one but i do remember having played that uh quite a lot it's just really fun it looks good it feels 100 percent western for me this is a a, a better western game than red that redemption i was going to ask that wow
2: uh-huh. okay <laughs> have, really have you-
0: have you played Red Dead Redemption Two, or have you watched it like I watched Last of Us?
1: <laughs> no, I've, I've seen. I've seen it, my roommate play it, and it looks absolutely right. stunning. And it's probably a lot of fun. Uh, and it's, it is a lot of fun. It's, it's, and I'm not saying that Red Dead Redemption is a bad game, but for me, I prefer this. This for me, this is the ultimate Western game. It has all the good cliches in there, you know, that you the the, the, the lonesome gunslinger, the 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 the, the Mexican. Uh, uh, the Mexican guy. There's a voodoo queen in there. Uh, your bounty hunter. It's it's fantastic. It's everything I I love in a uh, in in a game. And it's depending on my brain, not on my brawn. Even though sometimes you have to be a bit quick with your reflexes.
2: Yes. Uh, okay. And uh, how long does one? Would you say how long does one mission take? That. Is completely, Does it completely depend?
1: yeah, okay. depends yeah <laughs> that to, to, depends totally on the mission because there was one mission that took me f- almost five hours to complete okay. because uh because it was huge absolutely huge and I had to replay a bit because um the mission was to blow up the bridge so the train couldn't get past and I blew up the bridge and then I found out that uh because that, I, I just I, I went there got the dynamite Went back, blew up the bridge, then found out that half the the area um, uh, that I hadn't done yet, all those bad guys were now coming after me. So I'm like, okay, this is not uh, this is not very handy. So I went back to right before I blew up the bridge. I took out all those other bad guys, then blew up the bridge, and then had to only, had to deal with half the bad guys. Uh, okay. And, and, and I since- guess...
2: Do you are you there in there for like creating a lot of different save games so that you can go back to different points because you're not sure what's going
1: to work? I guess um, that's what I'd be doing not, anyway.
2: I'll just be like save, save, save.
1: Not necessarily because okay. it's usually quite obvious, uh, and there are also multiple ways you can tackle the problem. It's not like there is only one way you can do this. There is one solution, as in one mission, one mission that yeah. you need to accomplish. But there are multiple ways you can get there, which make which makes it very uh, very interesting. Because the way I did it is probably because you can tr- you can very simply choose to go right or go to the left side first. It, it's not necessarily one is better than the other. It's just mm. the choice you make, and um, it could very well be that if you play the missions that I played, you find a totally different way of going at it than I did. Uh, And I sometimes forget that I have certain abilities, like the voodoo queen can control people's minds. She can take control of a person, and then you can have that person who is uh, one of the bad guys, so he doesn't raise suspicion, kill another bad guy. And then that one gets killed too. And sometimes I just forgot, oh, wait, wait, I have this opportunity where I can blow a dart at someone and blow a dart at another one. And they suffer the same fate. So if I want to take them out simultaneously, I just do that, and then kill one, so I don't have to kill them both with two people. And you're just constantly figuring out what uh, what skills do I have at my at my disposal? How can I use them best? Um, wh- what can I do? How how can I approach this? Is this uh, a, do I need to use more stealth here, or can I go f- a full uh, full frontal with the guns blazing? It's it's so much fun. The the voice acting is really good. Um, the only thing is that the music gets a bit repetitive, uh, but that's a minor minor gripe. I have. Uh, so as I said, I've I've not finished the game yet because I took a break to play uh, Last of Us Two. That's
2: quite a bit. <laughs> of the of the game.
1: <laughs> but this is this is this is a game where you can just slip right back into. You know, the, the moment I finish Last of Us Two and I go back to Desperados 3, I am within a few minutes I am back into this game and I'm gonna finish it. I'm I'm loving it. I was just constantly uh texting Scott who gave well, I'm reviewing it for the gaming outsider, text texting him how much I was enjoying this. Uh and then at the end you get um you get sort of um uh, a time a time lapse uh, that shows you how you did it. You see the colors of your of your people, and um, and then you see the total time it took you to complete that mission, when all the right moves were added. So not all. Uh, obviously, I took a lot longer because I was reloading and I had to try again. So the mission that it took me almost five hours to complete in real time took me two and a half hours. So uh, to give you an example. You can earn badges every mission. If you uh, manage to do specific things, there are some crazy, uh, crazy badges that you can earn. I have no clue how somebody would do that. Like uh, uh, do this, uh, finish this level in, uh, finish this mission in 25 minutes or finish this mission in 15 minutes. And I'm like, I have no idea how someone could finish this huge level in 25 <laughs> minutes. No clue. But yeah, that's uh, that's for the the real diehards. I'm not I'm not a real diehard. I'm playing it because it's I'm enjoying it a lot on easy and um it's got a good story and I'm I'm just yeah, I'm I'm a sucker for a good western So
0: Cool, sounds really interesting. I mean, yeah. I, I I I don't usually have patience to restart again for the strength. Now that's on me. That's nothing anything
1: about the games. <laughs> Um, no, but you're I, you're I constantly think. you're constantly quick saving,
0: Just right? That
1: that definitely helps. You're yeah. constantly <laughs> quick saving if you do it right, uh, because and you <laughs> and you yeah, but you learn that pretty quickly because if you don't right yeah if you don't you get you get thrown back a lot faster, and if mm. you finally okay. manage to you 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 want to you you're basically constantly hovering over that F five button. And uh, uh, you, you press F five. You do your thing. It goes wrong. up F eight. Try again. And you—that's—that's that's how you're constantly doing uh, doing stuff. So most of the time, ninety-five percent of the time, you don't have to go that far back. Uh, you can also save normally. I usually save normally at the start of a mission, and sometimes halfway through. Uh, but it it's not like your quick save gets overwritten. It's uh, it saves the last three or four quick saves. So even if you make a mistake, you want to go back a bit further. You you can do that. Cool.
0: Okay. Now that sounds that does sound interesting. Um, so that that is uh, Desperados Three. Then, which as uh, Thomas uh, told us, it's a real time strategy game with a strong focus on narr- narrative as well. So. Um, and that is out now. I believe it's out on well, Steam and GOG. I imagine or consoles as well.
1: I uh, I think Steam and and GOG. I'm not sure about consoles. And,
0: okay. Uh. Oh, well, that sound. Well, that sounds interesting uh, because I really enjoy the Wild West setting as well. So, um, no, you're sorry, gonna love this one. You're enjoying it. Cool. So that was Desperados Three. So, uh, back to a more traditional. Uh point point-and-click adventure. I believe you played at least a preview or a demo of a of an upcoming point-and-click adventure, Thomas. Uh, what can you tell us about it?
1: Yeah, I played um, uh, an ex- sort of an extended demo of uh, Willie Morgan and the Curse of Bone Town, and it um, Willie Morgan is a very traditional uh, point-of-click adventure again not as cartoony as the hand of glory but uh, still a bit cartoony it, it reminded me a lot uh, of trooper the the style oh, and it's it's idea. sort of it's very uh pirate heavy as in um you're gonna hunt you're gonna be hunting for a pirate's treasure and uh, the 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 demo can be played for free on Steam, and uh, in the demo is basically the first chapter of the of the game, where you have to assemble your bike in order to leave the house and go to Bonetown to search for what happened to your father. Uh, your father has disappeared 10 years ago. Your mother is an, sort of an archaeologist slash uh, treasure hunter slash Indiana Jones type of uh, person. Uh, she's on a... Uh, on a mission right now. And when you are home, you suddenly receive a-, a letter from your dad who disappeared 10 years ago, explaining that you, in order to find out what happened, uh, that you have to go to bone town to the, the in there, go to a certain room and, and find what was hidden there. And then the first task is to uh, get out of the house and you have to do that by bike. And in order to do that, you have to find the seven parts of your bike, that are uh, um, scattered around the house, and you need to do some uh, solve some puzzles in order to get all the pieces. That uh, once you got that and you leave the house, that's where the demo ends. Uh, this this one uh, went on a lot for a lot longer. So you go to Bone Town, and there you have to find out uh, certain things. And it's a very traditional point-and-click adventure game. Inventory puzzles. You talk. Uh, you, you talk a lot to the to the characters. I must say I had a great time with it. Uh, There are some, uh, because it's very pirate heavy. There are obviously some monkey Island in jokes in there. Uh, Not too heavy. Thank goodness, because uh, you want, you want to keep that to a minimum, to be honest, Uh, because this game um, is, is good enough. It's funny enough to, uh, to stand on its own. It doesn't, it doesn't need to lean on its predecessors. Um, I uh, the 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 second part is more where you have to collect parts of a treasure map. That's all I'm going to say about it. Uh, I managed to uh, get to the end of this by collecting all the all the pieces, and then my demo stopped as well. Uh, it was clear that there's a lot more going to happen after that. Um, uh, my the second part also did not have all the voice acting in there yet. Uh, I thought the voice acting was pretty good in the first part, so I'm looking forward to hearing more about that in the second part. I just really enjoyed it. I had a I had a great time. The puzzles were made sense to me. Uh, most of the things I could I could uh, just figure out by uh, talking to the characters, by finding items, and then just. Thinking, how would this person? Uh, I have this. I have these objects. I have this. Uh, I need to get this. Okay, so I probably need to do this and this and this. And and most of the time, that uh, that that worked out. And uh, yeah, I had a great time. And I hope I get to play uh, the full game when it comes out. That's great! Great to hear. I have
0: One question: From what I played at the demo, um, I also really liked the uh, the voice acting. It looks great. Uh, it's you know, very traditional as well. But what did you think about the first puzzle where you were trying to collect all the bicycle parts? Um, mm-hmm. did, did you think it fit <laughs> with the story? Because I, well, I'll ask your opinion
1: first, and then I'll give my
0: opinion, which I think you can probably guess. <laughs>
1: uh, I had no problems with it. I, there was one part that I had a bit, bit of a hard time finding, uh, and it turns out I was just not looking well enough. Um, I felt it, it it functioned a bit as a tutorial, and you learned a bit more about the characters, uh, about Willie Morgan's background, a bit about the background of his parents. I didn't. I wasn't stuck on there for a very long time. So, uh, but the game really kicks off once you get to Bone Town. That that's where the fun really starts.
0: Yeah, because that was kind of my issue. Now, first of all, I must say that I only played about twenty minutes of the demo, and everyone else that uh, well that I've spoken to who's played it and comments that I've read. Everyone else seems to really enjoy the demo and that this has gone on top of their list, they said. So I think in this case, it might be just me, but for me, I just felt, as you mentioned, it probably a tutorial, but I just felt a little bit dull because I wanted to get, get to the pub, which is kind of like my life now. We're all a luck there. <laughs> hey. hey, but I just felt, um, you know, okay, I've got the letter. I want to find out what happens. And then, for some reason, we have to get parts of a bike that are scattered around the house, that there's one part that's on top of a cupboard, another part that's in a fridge for some reason. And for me, it just felt like this is a typical adventure game puzzle that was added as an obstacle. Now, as I said, it could be just me. Nobody else seemed to have had an issue with this, including yourself, Thomas. But I I kind of quit the demo because I was like, "Okay, this is I'm just not feeling it. It's just, uh, just, you know, it's Grip me at first, but then I'm like, okay, now I don't want to be wandering around the house looking for bicycle parts. I want to get more to the story. And I was hoping that the puzzles would be more from, say, your father, and then maybe he would give you riddles to solve. And that's how maybe I would have added the puzzles to integrate them more with the story.
1: Which Um, is exactly what happens. Okay, no, I don't know. I don't know why it took you so long <laughs> to assemble that bike because it wasn't that. Hard. I don't know. No, I don't know if it was hard. I just, I
0: don't know. I just felt maybe. No, it's probably the time that I was playing. I will play it again. I because other people have convinced me that I will play it again. That maybe, I for whatever reason I was under pressure or whatever it could have been things in my life because everyone else seems to really enjoyed this demo.
2: Was it? Was it more, Shosha, uh, For you, was it the issue of the sort of it? it being a bit illogical there uh, being a I bike so. in a fridge rather than it being yeah, I just
0: Yeah, I just kept thinking, why am I doing this? Now, maybe it's explained in, in the story and I missed it, but I just kept thinking, why am I doing this? You know, you... Like, this would never happen. And, you know, and I think if it's a quote-unquote more realistic game, then, in my opinion, puzzles need to be more kind of quote-unquote realistic. If this were a game like, say, S- Sam and Max... Where you'd expect this sort of craziness, okay. But it just, it did take me out of the game. Like, it wasn't that it was difficult. It was more that I was wandering around the house. Like, you get a letter and it's like, okay, from your father. He was gone missing 10 years ago. And you want to go to find out what happened to him. But then you spend but 10, 15, 20 minutes, half an hour going around the house, trying to find pieces of your bike that for some reason were scattered around. And I said, like, it could be me, but I think it it did kind of take me out. Um, which is a shame because I'm really looking forward to it and I will try it again. I will play it again to give it another chance. But I seem to be the only one with that issue because nobody has, even on the Adventure Gamers forums, which can be quite critical at times, but they seem to really enjoy it as well. They've said it was one of their favorite demos of the Steam Summer Festival. So, um it seems to be just me so
2: <laughs> <laughs> maybe I i'll give it, it a go i'll, I'll let sure. you know how i feel
0: if, <laughs> it's sure. definitely because, just you <laughs> i i think it could be because with the hand of glory with those one or two puzzles it was all of us who were stuck on those puzzles and in this case it is only me that <laughs> um that had a bit of an issue but as i said it could have been because i could have you know i remember i was a bit stressed as well during lockdown as well in my own life that uh, so it could have been other things as well. So I will play yeah. it again. And um, but as everything else, it looks great. The voice acting was good. The main character was really good, and I was still interested. You know, I, I want to know what happens next, and I got good vibes. Apart from from that, um, but maybe just to be more patient, because <laughs> <to, laughs> uh, maybe I was too impatient to get to the pub. <laughs> I can't blame you there it's your irish irish heritage i'm my irish heritage talking there but uh, i will give it another chance but i'm very i'm genuinely happy to hear that you enjoyed it the extended demo because i really want to like this game and i really want this game to be good it looks really good so i really want uh, to be uh, to be good as well so but we will see later on i believe it's coming out august maybe september i don't
1: know sometime later this year I yeah, it doesn't give a specific, specific. date, it's just 2020, uh probably after the summer. Uh,
0: we'll see. Right, but it, it seems to be close though, so, because they're sending previews to to people. So fingers crossed. And uh, but the signs are good so far because you seem to like it at least. Yeah, Thomas. So yeah, I had a good time uh, sh- like and other other previews, other reviews of it have been very positive as well. So and also Hotspot Finder, which I did really like. Say uh, and in hand of glory as well. So
2: yes, that was good in hand
0: of glory. Yes. <laughs> so thank you. Please games add H- hotspot finder and maybe
1: in-game uh, hint system mm-hmm. like what this. Uh, only was perfect. Willie Morgan has an in-game hint system. Does it? Okay, I completely missed that. <laughs> if I remember it correctly, I need, I need yeah. to play this again. I think. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you really need to play it again.
0: Yeah, okay. I will play it again. I'll give my thoughts dead. So um okay, so for the final game that for the final part we're gonna talk about, we're gonna to go to uh, a dark, bleak, post apocalyptic world, but I'm enough about twenty twenty.
2: Well I'm gonna his joke, Thomas.
0: <laughs> Thank you, Thomas. I was gonna say enough about twenty twenty, or in as Thomas said, in your bedroom, which I <laughs> I don't know if I no, do we want to know Laura what? No, no. No. Do we, no, do we want to?
1: No, move on. It's not that bad. You can do it again. No. We can cut it out.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, I, t- I, think I think we'll move on. So, uh, enough about twenty twenty in Thomas's bedroom. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> oh so laura you just finished the last of us part mm. two so this is a challenge for well for you and us because as i said i don't have a ps4 so i finished watching it on youtube which i know is not the way to experience it but i didn't have a choice mm. um but uh, okay thomas i know you've been telling me to play it and i agree entirely with you but I don't have a PS4, unfortunately. But I can give my opinions on the story from what I saw, at least. But the challenge for us will be to try and not give any spoilers. <laughs> so, yes. Please don't make me edit this part.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you so lazy. End, I the, make you the, do your job. <laughs>
0: the the ending is uh, what well, anyway.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh.
0: So, Laura, um, what? Set us up. i'm sure everyone has heard of this game yeah it's not exactly an adventure game but the focus is on the narrative very um, much so. so yeah yeah so <laughs> what can you tell us what can you tell us about the last of us part 2
2: So it's, I mean, it is, uh, it's part two, it is obviously following on from The Last of Us One, where you played as uh, Joel and Ellie, and it's uh, Last of Us Part Two, several years after their journey across the United States, Um, and they've settled now in a community, Um, and I believe, you know, a while ago before this came out, the director, Neil Druckmann, spoke about this, about this being a revenge story, and that is very much the case. I won't go into whose revenge it is, but is very much driven by revenge and kind of the bitterness of revenge. And if you uh, those emotions of not being able to let something go, and it's driven by that emotion. Whereas maybe the the first Last of Us was more about um, two people learning to maybe feel again and and um have these emotions again there is emotion in the last of us two but it's very much revenge and it's a bleak story uh the last of us one was bleak but i think this is far bleaker because i think the last of us one had some moment i mean the last of us two does have some light points they're mainly in flashbacks rather than in current day situations but there are some and i think those are needed because there are some high pressure points in the last of us two <laughs> um w- which yeah uh, Thomas Thomas you will know all about this too but yeah it's um it's a very pressurized game it's a very bleak game it's a a a very sad game that it goes to places I I won't you know I to be honest at the end I did cry a bit because it's a sad game um uh, which I don't think I've I'm trying to think if there's any other games I've done that before and I can't think of any um but (laughs) <laughs> no, I didn't. No, I didn't. I didn't cry at that. I didn't cry at that. <laughs> that that one wasn't so upsetting for me. But this one, I think I did, just because it really takes you on a journey. And I know some people weren't happy with that journey, but I think it's right for the world and for the characters. Um, I think it makes sense. Even y- you have to really think about what this person has gone through, um, and just that. I think that will take people to certain bad places and that is what the game kind of looks at really. But in terms of, um, sort of the actual gameplay elements it's quite similar to the last of us one where you have to kill uh you, you're still in this post-apocalyptic world there's still not been a sort of uh let out for that so you are fighting sometimes humans because there's different groups of humans who are all kind of against each other and that's another interesting element it talks about you know the dangers of tribalism and what that might mean sometimes if if you are so narrow-minded that you just follow one group um, when in the end you're all kind of have a common enemy of these zombies. So, yeah, there's elements of you fighting uh, zombies again. There's elements of you fighting humans. But I thought the combat was amazing in this game. um, They've really heightened the tension. There's so many moments. I played on moderate difficulty and there was so big. uh, Normally I would play on hard, but I I tried to play on hard in The Last of Us 1 and I just found it. It was cutting up the story too much. I was like, oh, no, I'll play on, on moderate. And even then... There's so many times you're running out of ammo, Mm. you can hear the zombies coming or there's people, um, you know, there's tense moments where you're having to like stalk one person and you're like, if I don't kill them, then I'm just not, what am I going to do? I'm down to my last bit of health and there's really tense, tense moments.
1: I'm sometimes happy when an enemy shows up because that actually is okay. Now the tension is, that yeah. breaks now the tension. Yeah, you can see where they are. Yeah.
2: Sometimes you can't see where they are. And the music, I think one thing it does well is... Uh- they always the characters will always go oh that's it i'm done or like oh, give yeah. some kind of hint how, that it's how do they like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> exactly they're like that's it how do you know that, and i don't know
0: that's the last of them and then you can <laughs> kind of relax but uh... is
2: the title <laughs> about the fact that there's always more enemies because every time <laughs> in, in 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 certain scenes i'll be like i must have got them all and i'll be like nope there's still another one left somewhere Um, so it's very tense and it It does a great job of making you feel very vulnerable. There's nowhere to hide. You can't, you you know, normally in a game, you hide behind a wall and that's it. You can just pick people off. But here, enemies come behind you. Uh, they'll flank you. They'll try and get at you. They'll come from above. So you feel really vulnerable all the time. They, and
1: you... they march through walls sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: yes, <laughs> Literally. Yeah. It's <laughs> not a bug in the game. It's literally, no. they come through walls. Yeah, they
2: do. They burst through walls. Because, so- because
0: of the fungi that, yeah, 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 and
2: um, they're disgusting. There are some really disgusting <laughs> enemies in this game, really horrible, and both luckily, infected and humans. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And yeah. Luckily, <laughs> you you have some good weapons to deal with it. There's there's still the element of crafting, lots of weapons,
1: and that sort of kicked yeah, up but a they, notch. They greatly expanded that.
2: Yes, they did a, a lot. So that I mean, some people again have issue with this game in that there's a lot of. Going around, opening drawers, picking up bits of metal and, and bottles.
0: Re- re- reading uh, letters. By the way, it's yeah. so, so handy that everyone, all the other characters, before they die, they would write letters. And it's they would so also handy, very though. kindly, they'd have the safe combination for telling you exactly where to find it. <laughs> like, oh, that, that's God, nice of you. Thank really, you. I know, it's so thoughtful. Before they're horribly oh. eaten. Yes. die horribly oh, <laughs> my
2: <laughs> last words I must put down 1937-51 <laughs> yeah. yeah so there's elements of that where you're a bit like okay And but I, I didn't really mind the crafting elements because it I mean it yeah. helps you survive and there's so there's lots of different sections you can craft your weapons um, and there's quite a lot of detail shown into every section of weapon upgrade you have you can pick up pills which I think you could do in the last one and that upgrade your skills that you're better at aiming um, you're, you can upgrade better things um, for your guns um, so there's lots of different upgrades which which is all part of it um, and there's different elements of the game as well it's not all just running and shooting you know there, there's a big open world section near the beginning of the game where you are free to kind of run around and do whatever you like and the game looks stunning the, the game looks amazing so, um, yeah, i think yeah. I they've mean, really pushed the ps4 to its, its limit
0: insane. yeah yeah i mean so much detail
2: yeah, complete, completely, and sometimes you just feel uh, like it's, there's always too much detail because the worlds are so some parts. Even though it's a linear game, really, it feels very open at parts that that yeah. it, you know there's loads of different bits you can go and and that details on the enemies as as well, which is often disgusting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I think all all in all, I think we all agree that it's a long game. I think it took me 32 hours, um, which, you know, maybe for some games isn't that, you know, Red Dead Redemption was two, was a lot longer Not than sure, that. Yeah. But I think it felt, didn't feel as long because there was, it was split up and there was a, a lot of different elements. Whereas this is very much one story pushing forward. I, I did feel maybe they could have taken some of, you know, there's 11 chapters, uh, maybe one or two parts of the chapters could have been done away with
0: um yeah that's that's my that's my main criticism of it as well again just watching it but it did feel even watching it like okay it's can we just get especially i found towards the middle and late middle before we got to the finale which is excellent yeah, yeah like, but it's the, where i am now that yeah, yeah yes it's where you are now <laughs> but it did feel like okay can we get on with it please Please. i never felt that again i watched last of Us part one i never felt that that was too long um but i think that this kind of suffered a little bit from as most sequels do that it's you know it's bigger it's longer but not necessarily better that yeah. um if it's, I it's think like
2: i found the story was better in that i was just so yeah, shocking. yeah that so they they, uh, they went out i i i think the the story in the first one was still excellent but i just thought hmm. this I went down in such a way, I was just really surprised they really yeah, stepped to their gun. Yeah. They were quite took a lot of bold steps in this game. Um, oh, not be, just with very, the twists, but just be, with the very, way...
0: Very brave storytelling choices, which we'll get to in a spoiler discussion <laughs> yeah, later yeah. on in a future episode. Um, but yeah, very, very brave storytelling. And I think it worked from what I so i think i know that there are people on the internet who are mm. but, but that's another thing that i that I actually liked is all these crybabies
2: complaining
0: and <laughs> oh yeah okay. get over
2: yourselves oh, for
1: god's sake um
0: they're, they're, they're saying oh but wouldn't it be better if it was this how how understand? dare
1: they take they it's fictional characters it's not Yeah, well they didn't create you know, the
2: characters some, some they, people I mean, have even them. been. A t- attacking some of the people who were the police yeah, actors.
0: So, some of the actors and uh, Being the director as well. There's been some transphobic comments at him and mm. there's been uh, anti-Semitism. I believe he was born in Israel. So they've been really attacking him and the actors, which I think be be is just insane. Deeply, deeply ashamed um, themselves. Not
1: really? no, themselves.
0: That's not to say... They, those are not that, That's, not to, yeah. no, that's, that's quite, not to say that you you can't have genuine criticisms, but to do yeah, so course, in a way without... Uh, insulting the people who made it and actually Neil Druckmann did say before the game was released that he knew that there would be people who would not be happy with this game with the decisions which I can understand uh, but in a way like to express yourself in a way but I, I did it felt realistic from what I saw as well. But one thing that I really did like about the game, that I think can be used as a tentpole for other games and movies, hello Hollywood, is just how casually inclusive it was. I don't think it's a spoiler to say that Ellie is gay. No, um, no, that, was that was at the very beginning. That was yeah, already a established. In, in, yeah, so I don't have to spoil. And I just love how just casually inclusive that was, that nobody, like this wasn't a big issue, that it's just that's the way she was. And people have other issues with other people, but that this was completely accepted in this world and also done very naturally. Because if you see again in Hollywood movies, like in Star Wars or other Disney movies, they always uh, you know, promote it, saying, oh, you're going to have a gay character. And then it's just like one second kiss scene that you know that they, they've they included that just to remove it for the censors in other countries where they don't allow uh, gay characters and then it can still how it doesn't affect the story but here it's one of the main characters and it's done so naturally which yes. is what i really really like that it wasn't like I a big there's deal person, big issue there's,
2: yeah well there's one person in the game that has a, an issue with it which is yes uh ready to I, do in a cutscene. but yeah it's very as
0: you said it's, it's just oh yes yes, yes yes that, yes at, at the beginning yeah. i mean again it's kind of realistic you know, in well, a way yes, as well it, yeah, but. Yeah. <laughs>
2: um but it's yeah as you said it's done in a in a sort of realistic kind of normal way um mm. which, which it, yeah and i think as well uh, on that sort of theme it's very accessible there are a lot of uh controls which um if you are maybe visually impaired or
0: or yes need, i read that
2: uh, there's a lot, of uh, it goes into, I mean, I haven't, I didn't really have to use it, but I think it's great that developers have, you know, put their time to, to do something so that everyone can play this game. And uh, it's had a lot of, a positive feedback from Definitely. people because it's not it's not just um making things clearer I think there are things um you can slow down um certain enemies it, it goes into a lot of detail basically there's certain enemies you can make easier um so there's lots of different things you can do um t- to kind of help you in, in whatever needs you you need which I think is great and let's hope that's kind of the future of video games really uh, if a big title like this can do it obviously it takes a lot of effort but hopefully that leads the way and shows that it's you know it should be done really it should be standard
0: definitely no because as, as you mentioned as well as the different settings uh, you know easy moderate hard that I believe that there are settings as you mentioned to make the enemies more or less aggressive uh, more aggressive more,
2: yeah, yeah. Or, and also you can paint them in different colors if you know it's harder mm. to oh, find. you can great. even make items come up uh, in a bright color so it's easier to find them there's loads of different things you can do um you can take off motion blur i think you know i had a quick look at it but it looks uh, and i've just seen a lot of people um who maybe wouldn't play this type of game normally because mm. it'd be very difficult to um, giving a lot of positive feedback so i think again that's a, another um Hi! Uh, another good point for for the game
0: yeah so thomas if you're still playing if you're still finding it difficult <laughs> and the easy and I, i'm not making fun of you because i would also find it really difficult And I I've had other thanks, Josh, you've
2: not even played this so i don't think you could really say no anything. but i'm
0: just i'm just giving advice to thomas if you because what i would do i'm definitely not making fun of you this time is what i would do i was playing i would play this easy time setting. This time, time. <laughs> I would play it on easy setting. I would make the enemies less aggressive and me more aggressive to make the action as easy as possible. So that's something you can consider, Thomas, if you're anyway like me. What do you think um, I'm
1: playing at? <laughs> <did> you, <laughs> I'm playing at the easiest level because I'm playing this game for Did, did you did you make the enemies
0: le- less aggressive though? Did you make go into further
1: setting? No, no, I didn't touch it. I just went to okay. easiest, most that's easy most easy mode and uh because that
0: was my issue with uh, the long dark that I played in easy mode, but I still found it very difficult and I couldn't finish yeah. it. Um, but I
2: mean, um, I, yeah, I mean, I think this is a hard game. I would normally yeah. play hard, but I, I didn't want to, because I was just saying that would, you know, you want to have a challenge, but you also want to be able to enjoy <laughs> the game. <Exactly. laughs>
0: so and, uh, no, also, also again, without going to spoilers, but I, I loved how with different factions, how you, would kind of change your opinion that there were people in this game that you think are villains or you think they're evil horrible people and then you might change your opinion of them or that faction and then go back again and keeps going back and forth and then there's other groups um i i think uh, uh i i don't know what do you think about the i mean i got could to say about the ending uh no i'll leave that for the spoiler uh, yeah,
2: i mean all i would say i thought it was a very um yeah it was a Sad ending. It was, yeah,
0: that's it, all we'll we'll say. And I mean, it's, it's a. It, it's linear It's linear as well because so many narrative games now they have choice based games I wondered Washington. if there was
2: going to be a choice at the end, I um, didn't know if he, that was going to be the case.
0: What's very interesting is that uh, you seem to be forced to do things, that yes. you, you seem to force the character that you don't that's really want to do
2: Yeah, I was I <laughs> like there were, especially at the end there were some things I was
1: like, I don't really
2: want to do this. But no, you, that's because you, you, are
1: you, making... you don't make the choices for this character Exactly, the yeah. characters you yeah, play out. Exactly. You play out what happens. The character makes the choices. The, write- the writers have made the choice. You just play it out.
2: But I That's think so right. many people now are it's used not a to game. It's choice-based. But in so the
1: choice-based
0: like, games, yeah. like so many people, like- yeah
2: it that, being the other way around
0: now you tell the that, story your life yeah. is strange games that i really enjoy but that you tell the story you make the choices here it's like no this is how it's going to yeah, be is the story and you,
2: whilst there are different an, pathways to it it's an interactive mainly, thriller yeah that's yes, what it yeah. is
1: it's an interactive horror movie and uh and and the the, the script is already written you're just playing it mm-hmm. it's not a role-playing game it's 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 an interactive fiction
2: and I think yeah. that's maybe what annoys some people because it yeah. very much <laughs> the director's vision,
1: uh, and it's not oh, theirs as such.
2: No, but. exactly. Oh, no, because they, they, the, they don't,
1: I don't want to. That, do this, that's not how. This, that's the whole point of it. That's not how these games are designed. The same way, like at the end of of Last of Us One, where you may where where uh, Joel makes a decision that I don't know if I would have made that decision. Right. And yeah. and we see also see some of the consequences of that decision <laughs> in, in this game, obviously. We do. But uh yeah. And that's what I like that because a lot of times in fiction, like you
0: have a characters do like horrible things or different things, and then there are no consequences. Take like every superhero movie ever, which I enjoy, but there are never seem to be any consequences. And yet here it feels very realistic because things that you do even in a previous game. They they do have consequences um, for all, you know, all characters that. Um, but no, I think it's safe to say that we all enjoyed it. And uh, hopefully soon we will have, I mean, at least the three of us, I think we sh- once we finish, Thomas, we should record our own spoiler special. Hopefully we can get together with the Gaming Outsider podcast, because I know Scott and Chris Berensmeyer and Zach have played it as well. And uh, they seem to really enjoyed it as well um so there's a lot to discuss with the story right from the very beginning (laughs) yeah um but i said there's some moments of lighthearted i mean not much but especially beginning with the dialogue which i liked as well because it felt natural as well that's you know we get to know the characters a bit more as well and the final thing i was saying as well is uh the empire podcast which we've mentioned before they had a spoiler special for this as well now we're not obviously you know we're not around anything by them, but I just really enjoyed it because they had an interview with the director Neil Druckmann.
2: Okay.
0: Um and he spoke about the decisions, you know, spoiler they did a spoiler podcast that about the decisions that he want that he made and his vision and why he made those choices for the game, for the story. It was really, really interesting. So if you have finished it, I would definitely recommend it's Empire Podcast. And then they have a discussion as well, kinda like what we did. So um so yeah i think uh that's it so that is the last of us part two Ed- anything else you guys want to mention as i said we will be uh doing a spoiler special on that
2: yeah i look but... forward to it i still have a lot <laughs> i wish to say but yeah. i
0: know me too <laughs> <laughs> but uh thomas i i think will probably kill us like we're one of the clickers oh oh i love the different enemies without going to spoilers again they're different types of... <laughs> Kind yeah, scary they've, enemies <laughs>
2: they've made you know it's not just all the same enemies from from the part one that there are new ones scary ones it's both. a very
1: but logical progression in this world how how because it, it takes place four years later i think mm-hmm. and everything is uh has progressed as you think it would be including mm-hmm. how the world uh how the world goes even more to shit you know and and, and nature takes over uh Areas of, of, yeah, it's it's so good. It's 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 really really good. I think with um, Last of Us two and Desperados three, I have played two of my best games of this year already.
0: I feel the same actually with Beyond the Steel Sky and Into a Dream. (laughs) July has been a hell of a month.
2: Really has. And and then
0: I've watched The Last of Us Part two, which I probably I know I would have enjoyed as well if I had played it. That is three games that. Are really really fantastic. Um, that I absolutely love. Beyond a Steel Sky, one of my favorite games of the year, if not my favorite so far, and Into a Dream as well. As I mentioned uh, before the trio started recording, that it's uh, it's really really good as well. I'd recommend people check that out. Um, so yeah, so I think that's it for this week. It's great to be back. So great as always to speak to you guys, and uh, we'll be back again with a spoiler special for. Last of Us, which uh, will probably be on our Patreon. Um speaking of uh, Patreon, we have you get early access to episodes. You, well, first of all, you'd help us out. We're an independent podcast if you wish to help us. Uh, what I'll be doing as well, I'll start to re upload interviews that I did at uh, Adventure X last year, back when we could meet people face to face. Remember those days, guys? And uh, those interviews will be going up. I will also be giving reviews of other games that I've been playing that we don't have time to mention here, but this uh so I'll be give doing reviews of Marcella Moon, Secret on the Hill, or Secret of the Hill, which is set in Ireland. You might be aware, in the west of Ireland and it's raining. <laughs> surprise, surprise, a new nancy Drew inspired game, and yet another hero story. And I'll be doing that hopefully more as well as a, uh, you know, thank you to the Patreon subscribers as well. Give some extra content as well. Uh, so you can find out more on patreon.com forward slash adventure games podcast as well. And if you so wish as well, if you're not able to uh sponsor us, whatever, it's okay as well. But you can help us in other ways because I believe for the month of July we are part of the podcast awards. Uh people can vote for us you can register it's free it's safe to do so i've included all the steps to do so in on the homepage of adventuregamespodcast.com i uploaded a special episode on that it would really help us at least with visibility if you go in and vote for us in the two categories uh you know it's going to be very difficult to win because we're up against a lot of really good podcasts but you know at least would help us with visibility and also prove to people that adventure games are not dead (laughs) they're very much alive (laughs) yeah that's getting a bit tiresome so um uh yeah so i think that's it so that's podcastawards.com
1: the link do do you think people keep thinking that because there's there are no triple a adventure games? i think so i think that's the main thing thing. thing. i think that because i
2: mean beyond the steel sky is a huge game true (laughs) yeah Yeah,
1: And and, uh, this coalition but they're not triple a games and uh there's Quantic Dream games as well um
0: but yeah I think because there's less of them that uh but even we see with narrative games like The Last of Us Part 2 which is heavily focused on narrative that people want a good narrative yeah um but yeah no it's true that most uh, adventure games are indie games now which mm. uh usually one or two people so um so yeah, so next week I'm not sure who will be on the podcast next week, uh, but I believe it might be Jason Gudby, the developer of Discolored. Uh I think that's uh oh no no, no, it's that won't be him. It will be the developer of uh Man. Sorry, ah! <laughs> Um I'm playing clam Man 2 Prologue, which I'm really enjoying. Uh if we haven't it's it's free to free prologue. It's set again four years after the events of Clan Man One. And it's played like Disco Elysium. It's <laughs> and it looks like it as well. So because it ended, so the developer spoke to me about the success of his first game and how he was bringing that things he learned to his second game. So uh, that will be out next Friday. So. Uh, anything you guys are playing very quickly before we finish, because I know we have to go <laughs>
2: uh, Yeah, I'm just uh, finishing off, I'm nearly finished with Superliminal which I'm playing at the moment, which is kind of a perspective puzzler, a bit uh, kind of portal with perspectives it's, it's a very crazy game, but I'm enjoying that
0: Nice, and Thomas, well I know you mentioned that you're playing The, no, <laughs> the
1: Last of Us still got to finish. <laughs> finish The Last of Us 2 and I'm going to finish Desperados 3 and then I'm going to probably move on to Beyond the Steel Sky. Cool. I think it might be the best time
0: now because the one issue that I had, as I mentioned, is that there's still some bugs with the game, but they are fixing, there are releasing patches to the game. So hopefully by the time you guys get around to playing it, they will have fixed uh, the glitches, which I didn't really bother me hugely. I still had really enjoyed it. But yeah, so hopefully it'll be an even better experience for you guys. And I'll hopefully replay it then as well because I really enjoyed it. Um, So that is it for this week. Thank you as always. And thank you guys as well. It's a pleasure as always. Uh, So until next week then.
1: Yeah. Thank you for listening and keep on questing. Thank you. Bye.